For the Athletic Podcast Network, this is The Update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to senior Athletic Warriors writer Marcus Thompson about the Warriors' upcoming preseason schedule that's slated to get going this Saturday against the Denver Nuggets. Warriors have not played basketball since back in March. They've got, I don't know what we'd say a new-look team, but certainly an upstart, a re-kick, a reboot 2.0 Warriors version as they try to rebuild this dynasty into something special. They'll have to do it without Clay Thompson. They'll be doing it with Andrew Wiggins and, of course, the newly-minted number 2 overall pick, James Wiseman. All things we can discuss with Marcus Thompson, who joins me next. It's Wednesday, December 9th. First time we've gotten to welcome in Marcus Thompson to the update. Marcus, I'm kind of surprised it's the first time we've had you on. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is not my first time. Have you come on the update already? Yes, but you know, that was when we had the illustrious Kate Scott. I mean, this is the first time I've been on with you. But we're not just gonna act like I haven't been on the update before. We just not. <laughs> you didn't even do let that. me get the in, like finish my intro to invite you on to the show for the first time with me. It's like it's like if somebody goes on Stephen Colbert, they don't go. No, no, no. I was on this years ago with David Letterman, man. You know what I mean? Like you gotta uh, like get acquainted with the host now. Oh, that's what this is. I thought this was like Sports Center, <laughs> and the host. You know what I'm saying? Like I was on with Jamel and Michael Smith, but I haven't been on with Scott Van Pelt. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I, I thought this was. You know what I'm saying? I thought the update was it. I didn't know this was the Adam Copeland update. My bad. No, it's the update with Adam Copeland is all it is. Well, welcome to the first time you've been on the update with Adam Copeland, with me. It's fun to have you on and and to to talk some Warrior basketball. I've heard you doing some media around the Bay Area. I've heard you on KNBR, and you were like, yeah, man, I'm not all that hyped yet. The basketball just ended, and it's coming right back. Is there really no excitement on your end of things for the Warriors who haven't played basketball since March? We still got three weeks, so nah. Not yet. To be honest, man, like life is just a lot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> life is a yeah, lot. Yeah. And it definitely diminishes hoop. We haven't had that buildup. You know, you know, they say absence makes the heart grow fonder. There's been no absence. And what, what really changes things is like I'm at the same computer at the same desk. You know, I'm not in a locker room. I'm not on the court. We're not going in. You know, it's still the same. We don't get to see practice. We don't get to watch anything. So it's like, what are we excited about? Another Zoom interview? I know this is media complaining. I got it. But I'm just saying other things are robbing us of the the typical uh, season is coming vibes, right? Like right now, it's like, when is this vaccine coming vibes? Like <laughs> that's the primary one. I think that's fair because also like when you cover a team like this and, and you cover a team for a number of years, I mean, they go seven straight playoff appearances, they go five straight NBA finals and a lot of it with the same core of guys, you have your finger on the pulse of what's happening with the team. And now not only has the team not played since March, but the makeup of the team is completely different and media is not there in person to cover these guys. So what kind of grip or grasp or energy or feeling are you getting from guys like Kelly Oubre Jr., from James Wiseman, from Steve Kerr, Steph Curry, who you're not around on a day-to-day basis because, as you said, you're sitting at your computer at home. Is there a different feel, or have you even gotten a feel about this team's culture yet? I mean, yeah, not really. It's definitely much, much less than what it used to be. The number of people on this team who I can text and have a conversation with and get a vibe from has diminished significantly. You still can get the feel from, you know, front office people, you know, coaches, that type, but like what's happening with the players, like you just don't get that vibe. I look forward to the days of uh, getting to know Kelly Oubre. He seems like he's going to be a lot of fun to cover. But, yeah, it's really hard to get a dynamic. Plus, you know, the guy who is often the post, 
like who can like you can kind of get the whole feel from if there's like one thermometer is it or a thermostat I don't know thermostat uh, thermometer one of them you know yeah. what I'm saying Oakland Public Schools you feel me but uh, <laughs> Draymond Green has been kind of AWOL you know he hasn't done much talking he hasn't been accessible so like he's the guy who can kind of you can tell you can kind of feel from Steph is the eternal optimist it's always good with Steph you know what I'm saying and Clay is just Clay. So Draymond is usually the weather bell that you can tell what's going on. And without that contact with him or that access to him, it's even harder. So this is going to be unique. I remember Kevin Durant used to always be on our case about writing about basketball and focusing on basketball. So he should be really happy about these times because that's pretty much all we have. (laughs) Right. That's it. We're going to talk about hoop. So let's talk about hoop then. And I want to talk about a guy you focused on in an article from last weekend. You do your Sunday randomness every week, and I kind of like that. You hit around the league, you hit around different topics in the sports world, but you focused a lot on Andrew Wiggins in this one, and you posed a pretty good question to yourself, but to the reader. And I've sort of thought about this for a couple of weeks or even a couple of months now. Everybody in Warrior Camp and in Warrior World is talking about how excited they are about Andrew Wiggins. And you sort of tied the bad press on him before getting to Golden State or, or the knocks on him and that maybe it's because he's a number one overall pick and maybe he's a little bit overpaid considering what his output is. I'm just wondering, from your perspective, why is it that everybody is so excited about what this guy is going to bring for a guy who's got such a huge price tag? The excitement began with the fact that they were putting up with Steph Clay and Draymond. It was really bringing up old, you know, 2015-16 vibes. So when you think about that, like when you're like, hey, we lost Kevin Durant, right? If you're the Warriors, you're like, yo, but we have Steph, Clay, and Draymond, and we want to turn back to 2015-16. And who was the fourth player in that? It was Harrison Barnes. So if you look at who Harrison Barnes was and you look at who Andrew Wiggins is, yeah, that makes a lot of sense why they would get excited. Because it's like, yo, Andrew Wiggins is better than Harrison Barnes. It's not the upgrade Kevin Durant was, right? But at least it's at best similar but, you know, I think you make a strong case that Andrew Wiggins is better. So if you lower the bar to Harrison Barnes, then he clears it. That's why they're excited about it. He is good. I think a lot of the stuff that gets lost, it gets lost in all these players, right? You end up critiquing them so much and ripping them so much and arguing with their fans so much that at some point you forget to acknowledge that they're actually good. Russell Westbrook is great at basketball, right? I don't like his game that much. Like, I think he's a tier below. You know, James Harden is incredible at basketball. Does he not come through in the playoffs? Yes. But the dude is incredible at basketball. So I think that's the the thing people do with Wiggins. It's like, like you were supposed to be the man. You were supposed to carry the team. And LeBron traded you for Kevin Love. Remember that? Like, so... You were supposed to prove him wrong. And under that bar, like he didn't clear it. But the Warriors are lowering the bar. They're just saying, hey, if you can be basically a super role player and be the perfect complimentary player to Steph, Clay, and Draymond, you're perfect for us. Forget the salary. We're already paying a ridiculous amount of money anyway, so what does it matter, right? If he was making $20 million, he'd be perfect. But he's making $29 million, so it's like, yo, this is a lot of money. But for Joe Lacob, who you know got the top down with Jay-Z and Jermaine Dupree screaming money ain't a thing, then, hey, it's fine, right? So it's, they changed the whole paradigm on him. And if you lower the bar, then it's like, yo, the dude is actually, he's a really good basketball player. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. 
I think the fear, though, is that when you don't have Clay Thompson, you're asking him to do more than just be a super role player. Like, yeah, he's still going to have Clay, and he's going to have Dra- or he's going to have Steph, and he's going to have Draymond, and who knows what kind of impact Wiseman has? I've got high hopes for him. I think he's going to be a superstar. But but I'm wondering, just you're know, talking about the price tag with this guy, can he be the number two? Can he be right behind Steph Curry in helping carry this team? Now that's where it's getting a little tricky, right? Like before it was all good, man. You had potentially 30 from Steph and another 25 from Clay, right? You was good. You didn't need 20, 25 from Andrew Wiggins. Now you kind of need it. So that's where it's now getting a little bit, okay, the bar has been raised. Can you expect this dude to be Clay Thompson? I wouldn't if I were you, but... If you're putting a trio, right, if you're saying, okay, you got Steph Curry, you got Draymond, who are the next, you know, three best players? When it was Clay, Wiggins, and Oubre, all right, you know, pick where you want Wiggins in that. But he was lower than Clay, so it was cool. But now it's Wiggins, Oubre, and Wiseman. And in that mix, he might need to be at the top. Does Oubre play well like he did last year and kind of take some of that load off? That's what they hope. You know, is Wiseman better than what people might expect for a rookie to be? That will take the pressure off. But if not, you kind of need Wiggins to go out there and ball. And the truth is he can do it. Like, he's a 20-point scorer. It's just that he couldn't carry Minnesota, right? Like, he couldn't be that guy from Minnesota. And his big problem is consistency. It's not ability. It's consistency. So, I I do think we're getting to that part. They changed the the code orange or orange level. You got the different levels. It's like the security level, code red, code orange. Yeah. If red is the top, we're approaching, like, orange. (laughs) <laughs> whatever that is like <laughs> like this might be too much so you know well he's going to be the swingman he's going to be the one I, I i don't want to say it all hinges on him but you're right you used to have a couple of guys who made up that role you talk about you know harrison barnes but it was also andre guadalo it was also sean livingston and, and those pieces those ancillary pieces aren't there anymore so you're putting more on a starting rotation that you've invested a lot of money in i guess absolutely that's the big part of it like he's taken up a lot of the salary cap space and it's not like if they cut him, they could do anything. They still way over. So it's not like, man, you get rid of Wiggins and replace him with three players. You can't do that. But the fact is that, like, that's a big chip. And probably even bigger than anything is if he plays well, that chip now becomes valuable, right? If you want to be in play for Giannis, right? If there's a, a big free agent on the market or a big free agent who's unhappy and you want to be able to say, yo, here's our offer. It helps tremendously if Wiggins looks like a player people want. You know, it helps significantly if you can say, we'll give you Wiggins, we'll give you a young player, we'll give you these two picks, and now you're you're in the game. And that kind of hinges on his playing too. That hinges on his ability to show that he's a different type of player than he was with Minnesota. A lot is riding on him, more than they expected. It'll lessen depending on how these other guys play. Kelly Oubre, James Wiseman, Brad Wanamaker, you know, Kent Bazemore. If uh, Jordan Poole grows, Damian Lee we kind of forget about. These guys can kind of lighten that load, and they can do it by committee. But if Andrew Wiggins doesn't play well, the Warriors are in trouble, and that's more true than it was before Clay got hurt.
that's a big picture element I hadn't even really thought about. If you wanted to move him for another player, you got to make sure he's worth it. And I, you wonder how much of, of uh, Bob Meyer's thought process went into to making that trade for him. And I know he's a better fit probably with this team than D'Angelo Russell was, but maybe you view the upside as a guy you could move. And if not, he's a better fit for you long term. One more thought for you, Marcus, on the way out. There was some news out of the NBA this week. They're now going to officially penalize $100,000 fines for healthy scratches of players on nationally televised games, and I don't know how much that's going to affect the Warriors, but I look at, at teams' rosters and I go, if I know I've got a nationally televised game, you can pinpoint which guys are going to sit on which nights just based on when they're going to play. We get these schedules for the first half now and then the second half. Like, if I know LeBron's playing a, a game on this day and they're getting, you know, the Timberwolves at home the next day, there's no fans there, there's nobody to play for, you can almost snipe out which games guys are going to miss. What do you think about this $100,000 fines handed out for healthy scratches? I mean, I guess 100000 means more in this climate where, you know, these owners have been taking financial L's for a minute. But, I mean, James Harden just spent 100000 at the club, you know, <laughs> instead of going, <laughs> up instead in of going to too, camp. Think, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he right. spent more on little Baby's gift. Uh, <laughs> 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 I mean, what's 100000 Uh I mean, look, why are they arrested anyway? If you're not the Lakers, if you're not the Heat, I'll even give you – if you made the conference finals. So I'll throw in Boston, Toronto, and I'll throw in Clippers, Denver. Even though they were off in September, so they're looking at a good three months off, right? It's 72 games. All right, if 82 is too much, okay, now you have 10 fewer games. Like, how many games do you need before you don't have to rest? You're not traveling that much. They're doing these cluster games where you're playing the same team like two times in a week. There's no reason to rest for healthy scratches. If you're LeBron, if you're Jimmy Butler, and December is a chill month for you, I get that. Them jokers are playing hard into October, right? I got it. But for the rest of you, there's no reason to healthy scratch. The Literally, the season was diminished. Every accommodation is being made to make this easier on the players so i don't see a reason to sit out like if you hurt you sit out all right i got it but i just really don't see the reason it feels like they're just going after Kawhi, right like Kawhi's is the only dude but who's got this kind of regimen where he's sitting out i don't see steph sitting out i don't see uh i i don't see james harden sitting out i don't see westbrook sitting out like i don't see you know maybe LeBron. like i said if you're the lakers i get it but everybody else don't really have that much of an excuse that's four teams Max, who are six teams, Max, who have a no, I'm gonna go four like two from the Western Conference Finals, two from the Eastern Conference Finals, and one of those teams advance. So, four teams, Max, actually have an argument for resting players. The rest, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you've had plenty of time. Kawhi may hang it up. That may be it for him. That may be the last we've seen of Kawhi. He's like, I can't scratch healthy then. Nah, he just eats the 100000 He'll get New Balance to pay it. You good. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. He'll get New Balance and then he'll commute from wherever the hell he wants to live, right? He'll just live wherever he wants. So that's it, man. When when you're winning championships and you're getting paid. I'd make Paul George pay it if I was him. Like, yo, pay my fine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you. I got you here. You can pay my fine. You're lucky to be in Los Angeles, man. Send you back out to Indiana. Marcus, I appreciate you coming by, man. We'll have to get you on again sometime. Uh, maybe when the Warriors are making their uh, their title run at the end of the season. Jeez, man, we'll get you I back guess out. I ain't coming on Thanks this season. Thanks for coming season. by on that. We'll catch Rim up with shot. you later. <laughs> no, that's it, dude. That's it. <laughs> All right.
Always fun talking with Marcus. Even though it is uh, the first time he's come on the update with me, we will have to get him on again to talk some more Warrior basketball. You can talk to Marcus about anything, basketball, football. Hell, he can get a little A's talk into around playoff time, so we'll get Marcus back on later in the season. Thank you to Marcus. Thank you to Brian. Thank you to you, the listener. We appreciate you tuning in with us today, checking out some Warrior basketball talk. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever it is that you're listening to us. We appreciate all the feedback and any ideas about stories you'd like to hear in Bay Area sports in the coming months. Baseball, I won't say it's around the corner, but talks of the hot stove are heating up. Giants finding more interest in more players. We'll take a little look at, at what's going on with them this offseason. Also, the 49ers playing themselves into contention, especially getting some help actually around the NFC West with the Seahawks and the Cardinals both losing last weekend. The 49ers don't have a clear path to the playoffs, but there is an opportunity for them to maybe get into the dance at the back end of the season. All stuff we can talk about in the coming weeks. Everybody enjoy the rest of the week. We'll talk to you Friday.